Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee. And welcome back. This is now 2024. We had a couple of weeks of a podcast hiatus. So um, it's been a few weeks since we recorded and put out a new episode. We took some time down, some downtime over the holidays and um, even into the beginning of the new year. And uh, I hope that you found some time to take some downtime too. It's so important uh, to have that downtime. And I'm really, really glad that we we made some time this year to do that as a team. Um, actually, part of it wasn't planned. Uh, we had planned to take one week off for the podcast, but the second week sort of it planned us. <laughs> it planned to take itself off because I actually uh, was sick over the New Year's time frame. So right after Christmas um, and heading into the new year, I got a really bad kind of stomach virus that really lingered for a solid week. And as we got into the new year, um, I just, I really needed more time to just rest and recuperate. Uh, so my 2024, I feel like started a little bit later and maybe, maybe you slowly entered the new year also, but wherever you are, I'm glad that you're here today listening to the show and you're back with us. And I'm excited to be back in the podcasting studio recording some episodes for you. Actually, the truth is that um, I've actually already been quite busy recording some episodes that are going to be coming out. I've done several interviews that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. I am really excited about some of the interviews that I am bringing you. Oh my gosh, these women have the best stories. Um, you're just going to love some of the interviews and some of the segments that we have coming up. And I'm excited about the topic today. I'm really excited about the topic today, which is why speaking is a skill that you can just no longer ignore. You know, this is a, a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I talk a lot about speaking um, to my clients, and we do a lot of speaking trainings at Lightbeamers. We are always trying to drop some speaking tips on our social media. And the reason why is because I really do believe this, that speaking is really a skill that we don't have the luxury of ignoring anymore. I feel like here we are in this in this brand new season, a brand new year. It's 2024. And I believe fervently that if you 
desire to lead, if you are a leader, if you are a business owner, if you have uh, an audience that you would like to make an impact on, right? You you have something that you would positive, you want to positively impact others with, that you are a leader and you need to be out in front of people speaking. You need to be reaching them with your words. And by that, of course, I mean also with your story. So whether you are hosting your own events, you know, yourself, or you're making your way into the front of the room to speak at other people's events or leveraging other people's audiences, whatever it may be, speaking is a skill that every single business owner and leader needs to get more comfortable with ASAP because a lot of people will say, well, I'm not comfortable being a speaker. Public speaking scares me. And I really want to use this episode to kind of break down the fear a little bit around public speaking because it's really unnecessary. It's natural. It's natural to be have that, have that fear and have those nerves. But it really is unnecessary for that to be the thing that continues to stop you going forward into this year, okay? Um, because there are just so many ways that that speaking shows up in our life and in our business. If you think about it, right? As leaders, as business owners, as change makers, as light beamers, we need to be out there and we probably are already doing this. Many of you are probably already doing these things. You're, you're out there attending networking meetings or you're going to events where you can meet new people. That's going to require you to speak. You're already speaking. You're already doing it. It may be very informal, but you're already speaking to an audience when you go to those networking meetings. So if you're doing that, what is it? What's the difference in maybe just speaking to people in a little bit more of an organized fashion? The only difference is preparation, right? Which I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. Think about another area where you're probably already speaking to people. It might be through sales conversations. You know, pretty much every single business owner has to have sales conversations, whatever those look like for you. Maybe you're doing discovery calls. Maybe you're um, doing pitch meetings. Maybe you're doing individual reach, out, reach outs and getting people on, on the phone. Whatever you're doing, you're having a conversation with another human being in which you are discussing your work, you're talking about your offers, you're seeing where they are and what do they need and how might you be able to support them. Those are just sales conversations that you're having. You're speaking, you're speaking to people in those instances. Again, it might be a little bit more structured around your offers and things like that, but you're already doing some speaking. So if you're, if you're thinking, oh, public speaking scares me, I'm really nervous, maybe you should look back and ask yourself, well, aren't you already kind of doing it a little bit? You probably are. You probably are. Um, if you're a business leader or you are, uh, you know, doing presentations or you're doing those pitches, you're probably putting together some pitch decks or some business presentation slides. And then you're leading those conversations. That's just speaking, right? If you are training or leading workshops or hosting classes for your clients or potential new clients, you are already speaking. If you are a podcast host, of course, you are already doing some speaking. 
right? I speak every single week when I'm here on this, on this podcast. So there's a lot of ways that we're probably already doing some speaking. It just may not look like quote public speaking to you right now. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you're saying to yourself, oh, I could never do public speaking, that scares me. You're probably really limiting yourself from a view of what speaking really can look like. And chances are you're already doing some of it already. If you're using social media to any degree, if you are recording reels, or if you are doing voiceovers, or if you are just jumping on your stories and talking to your audience, you're speaking, you're just speaking to them. So here's the thing that I, that always has helped me when it, it has come to embracing speaking to an audience and not letting it freak me out and get me worked up and get nervous. And I used to, okay. Um, I'm sure I've shared this story on the podcast at some point or another, but I'll share it again. Cause it's a really good one. In the early days of my career, many of you know, I was a television journalist. That's how I got started in the, in the field of storytelling. And as a tele, I worked for a CBS affiliate, actually worked for a variety of CBS affiliates, but um, this one in particular, I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And when I went to Fayetteville, Arkansas to take that job as a news reporter and anchor, the CBS affiliate at that time had, um, well, they still do, but this was a long time ago. Uh, some, some TV stations did not have the capability to do live reports. So live on the scene, you had to have a satellite truck um, and not every television station in America, especially these small market television stations had a live truck. So I had come from a CBS affiliate in Texas that did not have live capability. So as reporters, we would go out and get the story of the day. We would always have to bring that story back to the television station and basically pre-record it. We would have to record it and then they would play the recording on the air that night. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting really granular, but these are kind of fun to think back. When I went to the station in Fayetteville, when I, when I moved up in my career and I got a new job, that television station had the capability back then to do live reports from the field. So I could literally just, they would push a button and I would be live on the channel delivering my report directly from the scene. So let's say if I might be doing a report from the police station, you know, I would be live on the scene delivering that talk, essentially delivering that report. So when it's live, right? You don't get the chance to edit and re-record and like, oh, I messed that part up. Let me start over. You know, you're live. You have to just say it on in the moment. And because I had never done live reports to that degree before, oh my goodness, did it freak me out. I mean, basically this was public speaking at its finest. I had to speak. I had to speak on the fly and I had to make it sound intelligent, you know, because I, I'm being paid to give these reports. And it really freaked me out. And for the first little bit, it was, I was kind of a mess. I was not good at it. I really struggled. I stumbled all over my words. My neck would get red. My throat would close up. I would get cotton mouth in my mouth. And I just had a really, really hard time articulating and communicating in a calm and confident manner, which as a television reporter, I, I really should have been able to do. 
So I worked with my news director at the time because he just said, you're the only way you're ever going to get over your nerves is to keep doing this. So he was sending me out every single day for weeks, every single day he was giving me, he was assigning me a live report, even though I was probably the worst person at the television station at the time to be giving that assignment to, because I was not, I, I could not perform at my highest level. He kept giving those live reports to me because he knew that that was the only way I was truly ever going to get better. So the lesson I want you to hear in that is if you really feel like you struggle with public speaking because you feel like you're not any good at it or, you know, it makes you really nervous or it, it freaks you out. Let me tell you, the best thing for you to do is to start public speaking. You know, this is why organizations like Toastmasters and things like this exist because there are ways that you can, you can get more comfortable. This is one of the main reasons why we started inside our Light Beamers community, uh, a prompt every Wednesday. Then we do Wednesday live because we want to give you a safe and really easy place to come and start practicing, basically delivering those live reports, you know, just start speaking on camera, speaking in real life. So as I got out there doing it more, I started paying attention to why was I getting so freaked out, you know, and really at the time, what I was thinking about in my mind was, well, number one, I wanted to do a good job and I didn't want to stumble all over my words, even though that's exactly what I was doing. I was stumbling all over my words. And number two, I thought, well, I'm all I'm doing is I'm thinking about all the people that are going to be watching me. If I do this live report, I know, and we had the statistics, you know, we had the data that showed us that we literally would have anywhere between 30, 40,000 people, viewers watching at any given time. So I knew that there were a whole bunch of eyeballs watching me. And when I thought about 30, 40,000 people watching me live in that moment, yeah, that was freaking me out. And so I decided that that was not serving me. And I could not think about the 30, 40, 50,000 people that might be watching me or watching later. Um, and so I decided that I needed to only focus on one person. I needed to pretend that I was just talking to one person, right? And that one person was somebody that I was comfortable with, somebody that was familiar, a friend, my spouse, you know, a, a colleague or something of that nature. Nowadays, I like to tell my clients to think about your ideal client. Just pick one person, maybe your favorite client that you have or your favorite colleague or your favorite person that you get to do business with. And you're just talking to them. When you are speaking, even though you might be in a room where there are eyeballs looking back at you, you're just going to put on this, this idea that it's just Sally that you're talking to. Everybody in the room is just Sally. They're just Sally. No big deal. You know, and I think once you start to adopt this mentality that your audience is a best friend, that your audience is actually cheering for you, your audience wants to hear from you, your audience showed up that day because they wanted to know what you had to say, that, you know, everybody's at free will, right? They didn't have to show up. But if they're there, it's because they want to be there. It's not that. They're there because they want to watch you fail. We are the only ones that think that. When we have those negative thoughts in our mind, we are the only ones that think that. So my best suggestion to you is to start thinking of public speaking 
as less intimidating uh, because all you're doing is just talking to a friend. Treat your audience like a best friend and suddenly public speaking will not seem so scary. Now, if we've already established that you're probably already doing a lot of speaking in what you're doing right now, it just might be a little bit more informal. Um, how do we go from making it informal to formal? And, and what can you do to start making speaking, uh, you know, easy for you when you are in those more formal settings where maybe you are delivering a speech or you're delivering a talk or you're, you're addressing an audience with a particular topic that you're going to be talking about? Well, guess what? Here is insert your story. That's one of the best things that you can do when you're out speaking is think of a story that you have to share that is relatable to the audience that you're talking to. So whatever your topic is, whoever the audience is that you will be addressing, what is a, is a story that you can insert into your talk that will make your audience connect with you at a deeper level? And the good news about the storytelling piece is you don't have to overly orchestrate it. You know, you just simply tell the story. And of course, you can use all the tools that we give you here on the podcast and we give you at Lightbeamers to make storytelling easier. Uh, but if you if you focus on telling your story inside that talk, then the amount of time you spend speaking doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you don't have to fill it with a bunch of complicated data and intense research. Now, if you were that type of person and you want to weave some of that in, go for it. But creating a talk, that would be the very next thing, right? It doesn't have to be hard when you really infuse storytelling the way that I would encourage you to do it. So now if you know you're just going to be talking to your best friend when you go and speak and you're going to look for ways to infuse some really good stories to share, it starts to become easier now, more simple, right? It's like simpler, like, okay, getting out there and speaking isn't, isn't that scary anymore. Cause now you have a plan of what you would talk about. And now you hopefully are making the audience that you're speaking with a little bit more familiar to you and approaching it from the lens of creating a lot of uh, comfortability so that you don't get freaked out. It helps you reduce those nerves a lot easier. Now, I recently uh, posted on my personal Facebook page, just a simple question of, you know, who all, who in my, in my friend group was out there wanting to do more speaking in 2024 and specifically do more speaking, step on more stages and share their story. And I know a lot of you out there want to be doing this. I know that a lot of you have a goal, have a dream of, of getting out there to, to share your story and to, to essentially grow your audience, to get into bigger rooms, right? To, to, to be able to expand your influence and your impact and your network and all of the, and your income, all of those things, right? And even on that one post, as we speak right now, the post is about maybe a week old and there's already over 150 comments on that post of people raising their hands saying, yes, me, 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 me. I want to do more speaking. And here's why I love this so much. I love that you are already recognizing that we, we do live largely in a digital world, right? And living in a digital world has its perks because we can, we can do business, you know, a lot of times from our pajamas, we can 
we can get on zoom and only be dressed from the top up. And there's just a lot of perks to like really being inside our homes, inside our offices, behind our computers, performing daily tasks and communication opportunities from inside a a digital landscape. But it's important to remember that we still live an analog life, meaning we can't just rely solely on our, our digital tools like social media and email and things of that nature uh, to meet new people and develop those relationships. And this is why I love speaking so much. And it's why I love the fact that so many people are raising their hands and saying, yes, I want to be doing more speaking in 2024, because that means you realize that's a real opportunity for you to step out and do some things that are going to move the needle for you in your business. And it's going to move the needle for the people that you get to go and talk with, right? So the people who make an effort to do more in-person speaking engagements this year are going to be the ones that dramatically increase their network as well as dramatically increase their lead generation. Guess what that's going to lead to? That's going to lead to dramatic increase in revenue. It's also going to lead to a dramatic increase of opportunities that you don't even know that are coming, right? Because I always say, go and speak. When you get yourself out there speaking in front of audiences and groups and big rooms, small rooms, it doesn't matter. Opportunities are going to go, are going to open up from that speaking engagement that you can't even predict. I have been offered so many different wild and crazy and fun things that have come from me just showing up to deliver a talk to a group of people. Someone will come up to me afterwards you know, say, invite me over to, you know, to their group, to their community, to their organization and unbelievable things have unfolded from those invitations. So, you know, doing more speaking offline, right. Gives you more material then to share back online. So going and participating in our analog lives, going out and meeting people in real life, talking to people in real life, getting into rooms with people in real life are going to give you material that you can then bring back to your digital world. So the two really go hand in hand. I I believe fervently that we need to have a digital presence. You know, I even talk about building a digital footprint as a speaker. I think that's super important. And as we go out there and participate in our speaking engagements and do the things that we need to do, we're doing that in real time. We're doing that in an analog way. We're doing that in a a space where you can actually touch and feel people and have real time conversations. And there is just so much gold in that, right? So you would just be really remiss to be overlooking the opportunity to go speak And to be undermining speaking as a whole, because maybe you're just a little nervous to go speak. You've got to get over those nerves so that you can go past that and get yourself out there speaking and sharing your story so that you can increase your network, right? Increase your network, go out and meet people in real life, connect with new people, leverage other people's audiences so that you get introduced to new people. Just this morning, literally, just this morning, I booked a paid speaking engagement with um, a woman who leads a mastermind of female entrepreneurs. She's going to be doing a mastermind event in Austin, Texas next month. 
And she in, invited me to come over and lead a 90 minute session on, on storytelling. And uh, it's a really small group. I think she said there are nine women coming. So it's a really, really small group. Those are my favorite types of speaking engagements. I don't have to have 900 people in the audience to make an impact. In fact, I almost prefer the smaller groups because I'm going to get to know every single one of those nine women that day. And I'm going to have a direct conversation with every single one of those nine women. And so I'm going to add to my network for sure, nine more women when I go to that event. Now, when I go and speak to 900 people, I could probably add to my network more than nine people, but I won't be able to have as deep of a relationship building opportunity with those people if all I'm doing is standing up on a stage and talking, you know, into the audience. It's so I love both big engagements and small engagements, but every single time, no matter what, you're going to get the opportunity to increase your network. The other thing that it's going to naturally do, as we said before, it's going to increase your lead generation. You're going to be up there talking, sharing your expertise, sharing a piece of your story. And if you do that the correct way, you're naturally going to be opening yourself up to welcome new leads, if you will. I hate the word leads, but I think we all know that language, but it's the opportunity for new potential customers, clients, and even collaborators to come into your world. Every single time that I go speak afterwards, you know, typically people will come up to me afterwards, you know, and, and speak to me directly. Those are usually the people that end up coming into my world, becoming a client, becoming a referral partner. They get me more speaking engagements. I mean, those are the people that are essentially filling up my quote lead generation pipeline. And that happens because I went and spoke. So every time you go and speak, you're going to increase your lead generation pipeline. You're going to get more opportunities to meet new people that then eventually may become clients or can help feed you some new clients and opportunities that add to your business. And then finally, you're going to increase your visibility as a speaker. So remember when I said you can go use the analog opportunities of speaking and bring those back over to your digital landscape. And so every time that you go out and speak, you know, you can talk about it. Like you can talk about what did you talk about at your speaking engagement? You can take some of that content and repurpose it onto your digital channels. You get to increase your visibility as a speaker. You get to allow others to see you speaking before these small or large groups. It doesn't matter. So if you could increase your network, increase your lead generation and increase your visibility as a speaker, would this be of value to you? and your business? I mean, I hope you say, yes, April, yes, it absolutely would. And I promise you, it is a huge value. This is, you know, I've, I've said this over and over again, speaking is one of my top ways that I grow my business every year. Not only do I get paid to speak on some occasions, but even on the times that maybe I decide to go speak for free, those free opportunities and the paid opportunities turn into you know, building my network, increasing my lead generation and increasing my visibility as a speaker every single time. And that's of, of, of insane value to my business. So this is why I'm so passionate about getting more people prepared as a speaker and more importantly, prepared as a speaker who authentically shares their story. Because if you couple your expertise with your strategic storytelling um, in front of the right audience, 
it's it's going to be a slam dunk for you. And those are going to be speaking opportunities that become conversion events. And this is really, 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 really what we go into at a very deep level inside our speakers program called the Speakeasy. This is exactly what we do. We help you build out your talk that's very strategically placed in your area of expertise. We help you identify and tell the story that needs to be inside that talk that's going to really connect with that audience. You practice that talk and get valuable feedback inside of our container. And then you go out there and you get yourself booked as a speaker using our, our techniques. And then those speaking engagements become a conversion event. So you now you are using speaking as a way of growing your business. This is exactly what we do. So I'm sharing all of this today to number one, to get you thinking about speaking more. Maybe you're 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 overlooking it because you just think first your first reaction is, oh, I'm not a good public speaker or oh, speaking scares me to death. You know, first of all, we can get you over that. That is that is so real that is really step one easy to conquer it may not feel easy to you right now but i promise you that is easy I, I got over that back to the story i shared with you when i was out there as a news reporter like fumbling all over myself number one because my news director kept sending me out there i had i really had no choice like my job depended on it so we need to get you into an environment that makes you feel like your job depends on it. Inside our speakeasy, we give each other a challenge to get you out there talking. And so as you go do more speaking engagements, you're going to get better at it and you're going to calm down those nerves. And then I really invite you to adopt my mentality around treating your audience like a best friend. It will change the way that you think about uh, those speaking engagements. And here's one other thing that I'll share with you that I think you need to hear. If, if, if you're still really someone who thinks a lot about being nervous to go speak, you are putting a lot of emphasis on your performance. When you're nervous, when you're telling me, oh, I'm so nervous about going to speak or I'm not a good public speaker, you're telling me that the only thing that you're thinking about is your performance. What I would really encourage you to practice thinking about instead is the level of impact that you can make on that audience. It is not about your performance, it's about your willingness to make an impact. Are you willing to be nervous enough to go make an impact on other people? Are you willing to be nervous enough to go and share a message that's on your heart to share, share a piece of your story so that you can move the needle for someone else so that you can truly be that light beamer and shine that light? Are you willing? Everyone's going to be nervous. So those of us that get out there and do public speaking, we're willing to be nervous enough to go do those things. Okay, so that's just some straight shoot talking for you right there that may help you with those pieces of it. But beyond that, you need to get prepared, right? You need to build a talk that you can, that you will have practiced and that you know what you're talking about and you know how it's going to roll and you know how you're going to be able to infuse storytelling into that talk so that that talk becomes a, um, you know, a conversion event for you. And then it's a matter of just going out and booking yourself and getting those opportunities to speak. Here's the thing, back to that post that I made on Facebook that like, who wants to be a speaker? Who wants to do more speaking? I cannot tell you how many people say to me, yeah, I'm ready to go speak. I just don't know how to get the bookings. I have to address that elephant in the room really quick. 
because maybe that's where you are. Maybe you think, oh man, April, I'm not nervous to go speak. I'm ready to go speak. I have no problem speaking. I just don't know where to go get the bookings. I don't know how to get myself booked for those speaking engagements. Where's everybody going to get their opportunities? Like where's the magic resource, right? The magic resource is in the palm of your hand, basically. It's it's the it's the telephone, <laughs> the telephone. Do we even call it the telephone anymore? It's your phone. It's your it's your smartphone. Your smartphone is holding on to a buttload of contacts that you have in your sphere of influence, in your immediate network, um, colleagues, friends, clients, past clients, neighbors, sisters, brothers, whatever. You have your hands on people who all you have to do is reach out to them and say, hey, I want to do some speaking. Can you help? Do you have any opportunities? Or, you know, make a list of people that that are already running events or that have speakers that they're, you know, that they bring speakers in for their meetings or whatever it is. If you start thinking about it, you, you have places that you can go speak. The issue is you're not making the ask. So if you want to go speak and you want to find out how to get booked to be a speaker, the real short answer is you got to start at making the ask. So the speaking engagement that, um, I told you that I that I had that that I got booked this morning on a phone call. I made that ask. I made that ask. I got on a call. I learned more about the opportunity, and then I made the ask. I made the ask to speak, and then I made the ask to get paid. And I and the and I secured both of those by making the ask. So it's really not complicated, but the ch chances are you're probably just not doing it. And this is again why we have our Speakeasies program is to get you doing it. I guide you through a process that helps you get out there making those ask. Now, if speaking is really perking your ears and you feel like, okay, I'm really ready, April. You're right. You've convinced me. This is what I need to be doing. Um, it would be a huge boost to my business. It'd probably be a huge boost to your confidence. Um, it's something that you need to conquer. You want to get over those nerves. Then I want to also invite you to a speaker's challenge that I have coming up in the next couple of weeks that... I really encourage you to attend. It's free and I'm doing this for my entire audience. Um, you're welcome to come. It's going to be a five-day challenge in which I'm going to step-by-step -step hold your hand and walk you through really being seen as a speaker. We need to get you out there increasing your visibility around being a speaker so that others will see you as a speaker and invite you to come and speak on their channels or in, in their rooms or at their events and their conferences and things of that nature. And so I want to help you get that ground floor uh, foundation laid. And we're going to be helping you build some really specific and targeted promotional materials that you need and will be very helpful when you go and start making those asks. So if you would like to learn more about our speaker bootcamp challenge, go to lightbeamers.com slash speaker, and you can sign up for free. Once again, that is lightbeamers.com forward slash speaker and sign up for our free speakers bootcamp challenge. This next one that I'm hosting is going to be on January 22nd through the 26th. If you are here listening to this podcast episode and it's past the January timeframe, go to that same URL, lightbeamers.com forward slash speaker. And our next one, because we are going to be running these throughout the year, 
um, you can find out when our next one is and go ahead and get registered for the next one we have on the calendar. So I encourage you regardless to really start to pay attention to number one, how is speaking already showing up in your life? How are you already doing some speaking and realize that you're probably doing some of that speaking with, with a fair amount of ease and how can you start to look at speaking opportunities differently? Namely, how can you start to approach them as just speaking to an audience like they are your best friend, making those, those uncomfortable, unfamiliar scenarios a little more familiar in your mind and understanding that you're always probably going to be a little bit nervous, but you have to stop thinking so much about your performance and worrying about what type of speaker you're going to be and really make more of a focus on being willing to go do it anyway, be willing to go do it so that you can make an impact. Going back to my early days as a television journalist, I didn't have the option of worrying about my performance. Trust me, I was worrying plenty about my performance back in those days. And that was pretty much why I was stuck in a cycle of delivering a pretty crappy performance because all I was thinking about was what a terrible job I was doing. And that was not getting me anywhere. It certainly wasn't getting me to be a better speaker. And when my news director sent me out over and over and over and over and over again, eventually I figured out that I just can't think about that. I can't think about my performance. I need to think about this audience that I'm talking to, and I need to focus on delivering the information that I have been hired to deliver, right? I need to focus on making the impact, making, making the story come alive for them so that they can get the information that they need. And when I did that, everything changed. And ever since then, I've been speaking for a living uh, for most of my career. And I can tell you, it is the thing that makes the biggest difference in my business and especially in the business that I have grown here at Light Beamers. And I would love nothing more to come alongside you and help you uh, make speaking your secret weapon for sure in 2024. So get into our challenge, January 22nd through the 26th, or whenever our next one is being offered, depending on when you're listening to this, go to lightbeamers.com slash speaker and get registered for free. I can't wait to walk you through some of the really important basic foundational things you're going to need as a speaker to be seen as a speaker in the new year and to get you out there speaking, speaking to your audiences and crushing the stage. All right, Light Beamers, thanks so much for being here today for this really important episode on speaking and why speaking is a skill you absolutely can just no longer ignore. You need to be out there speaking. You are a leader. You are a Light Beamer. You are a storyteller and you have something to say and you need to be out there saying it. So let's get busy, Light Beamers. I hope to see you in the workshop. I'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Inside Story podcast. There's some really great interviews coming your way soon. I'll see you next time. Make it a good one. Go share your story. Talk to you later. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? 
I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a Light Beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.